everybody. This is Crystal. And I'm Gabrielle. Oh, good job. <laughs> Hi, Gabrielle. It's still, it's like when you repeat something so many times. It's muscle memory and yeah. yeah. With my mouth. Wow. That's all right. <laughs> welcome back to Alternative Interests, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. I only have one piece of business and it's not even really our business. It's just a really cool update thing. Um, Scott Peterson. Uh, do you know the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson, eight month old pregnant woman was murdered? Do you know that story? You're looking at me kind of blank. I feel like I should know and I might have heard of it, but I am not um, super well versed on it. Yeah, I was going to say I am not what the kids say. Well versed. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott Peterson earlier this month was granted a new trial. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes. Keep going. Um, that's I mean, that's really it because his original trial was such a shit show. It was a media uh-huh. storm. It, there was just so many issues with his original trial. For years, people have been trying to say that he deserves a new trial. I I personally don't know if he's guilty or innocent. I, mm-hmm. I see one thing and I'm like, yeah, he did it. Fucker burn. And then on the other side, I see other things and I'm like, oh, oh. not not like an oh, because he actually he's an asshole. Oh, OK. Uh, but he, there's there's a possibility that he's an innocent asshole. Because, OK. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless, he's kind of a shitty dude. So let's just keep him there. Well, he might be a shitty dude that did not kill his wife. He cheated on his wife. Mm Cheers go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Okay. I am really interested to see how this trial co- plays out. I don't know when it was. I just saw the news the other day that like he was granted a new trial. I mm-hmm. thought that was something our listeners might be really interested to hear if they had not heard it already. Cool. Well, that's interesting. Yep. So today, I mean, it's going to be a few days early, but it's our Halloween episode. Woohoo! Halloween trick or treat this is a treat wink wink (laughs) (laughs) this is your treat please don't give us tricks (laughs) give us tricks that would be fun no I I mean sure (laughs) (laughs) all right so for today's episode I have a creepy spooky ghost story I'm gonna tell Mm -hmm. which um, I did not realize I have never told Gabrielle before I think we were kind of like addressing it and she's told me pieces but i've never heard the full out story okay well so there will be my story and then my sister actually has an extension of the story of like the beginning starts out with both of us and then she kept having experiences with the same thing yeah and then at the end of the episode we have um aaron from all not alternative interests we're alternative interests (laughs) we have aaron from the files obscura podcast and he has a couple creepy stories of his own that he will tell us so starting with my story so this happened um man it's been like 10 11 years it has been a while i was gonna say that is a while (laughs) it is a while so I had been graduated out of the house for quite a while. My sister was a senior in high school and my parents were in the process of selling our childhood home that my sister and I grew up and lived it. Like I was one of a very fortunate, very tiny group that I never moved in my entire childhood life. Lucky. 
Very lucky. Anyway, my parents were in the process of packing up and selling this house and Mm -hmm. moving about uh, 50 miles away, 60 miles away Mm -hmm. to a small kind of podunk country type town. They're very much those. They prefer small town Mm -hmm. uh, with not a lot of neighbors, lots of room to like stretch your legs. That's what they (laughs) like. Which is what the town that I grew up in started very, very small. It was like a corner store, drugstore, and like a couple of houses. But between the time my parents moved there in the late 80s and the time they moved away in uh, 2014, 2015, it just exploded. It, it did. So uh, this year it was 2014 because my mm-hmm. sister was a senior in high school. And was it 2014? It may have been. 2014? Mm-hmm. It was not as far back as I thought it was. Wait. It's not 10 years ago. I just when she graduated? That. Yeah, she graduated in 14. I graduated in 13, so... I don't know. Never yeah. Mind. So, um... There was a lot going on my with my siblings in various corners of the country. Mm-hmm. My parents decided to do a big grand road trip. It was like a three or four week long road trip where oh, they were going to go to um the midwest and visit with um some of my dad's family they were going to go to the east coast to visit one of my siblings down south to visit a different sibling and then back around to washington yeah so um at the time my sister's 18 most people would say they could leave their 18 year old home alone they decided (laughs) they could not um so they asked me to quote unquote house sit for them, which was actually, hey, make sure your sister doesn't throw any parties. Oh, okay, okay. Little do they know during one of these, I actually gave my sister her first alcohol at like 18. Fun. <laughs> Such a good big sister. <laughs> um, That was a 4th of July. It was fun. Yeah. Apparently I mixed the drinks a little heavy. <laughs> um, My, I was, gave my little sister her first drink. Um, We mixed peaches and alcohol together cracking by di- by by that means yeah. it was actually really good that actually sounds really good. like muddled peaches it, yeah like i took a can of peaches oh my god we took a can of peaches With, like the syrup and yeah and we poured the kraken in there oh my god and mushed it up that sounds like it would probably like nowadays it would probably be too sweet and i'd have to tamper it down with some kind of yeah like soda or something or yeah but that but it was sounds so it was good. actually really good that sounds really good. It actually just tasted like straight up peaches. <laughs> that sounds delicious. And like the spiced rum. Yeah. With. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was good. It was good. Oh, okay. Man. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so I was staying with my sister for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And because my parents were between these two houses, they had actually turned off the cable. Um, what? Well, they that's how close they were to actually completely getting out of oh, this house. They were really close. Okay. It was basically they were waiting for my sister to graduate and then they were leaving. Okay. I thought for a second they turned it all off because they left. <laughs> I was like, what assholes? <laughs> no. So they, they still had internet because my okay. dad telecommuted. They didn't have cable. So anytime I had to go and stay with my sister, I would bring um, one of those, like a giant tote bag full of DVDs. Yes. And we would just like watch movies all day. Okay. So the layout of this house, because it's important, is uh, kind of like a horseshoe. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you enter at the bottom of the horseshoe. Um, it's a one-story house. Okay. So from the street, when you're looking at it, the, the front door is all the way to the left. And then you would have the dining room and then the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then um, a back bedroom. Okay. So from the kitchen, you would is um like the top right of the U. Mm-hmm. You enter at the bottom of the U. Okay. Um. So you're entering into uh, basically the dining room right there, okay. and then the living room as you walk straight towards the back of the house, and then the backyard. All right. So then the living room has a hallway that goes down with the bedroom, the bedrooms at the back and a bathroom on the same hallway. So okay. if you're looking at this from the top down, it almost looks like um, like a high school track, but there's a wall between the kitchen and the back bedroom. Okay. So like you can only get to that back bedroom by going all the way around the house. That's very annoying. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, never mind. So that was, uh, hopefully, does that give you kind of a clear layout of the house? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I think I'm on track. Okay. <laughs> so I worked for a grocery store at the time, and because I was actually in management, I worked at a location that was pretty far away from my parents' house, mm -hmm. and my sister starts frantically texting me one day that I need to get home now. Okay. And I was like, I'm coming. What's wrong? Mm -hmm. And she and I, I mean, a lot of people might raise their eyebrows at this. Like, it sounds like an emergency. Why did you not just call? <laughs> we're not, we're not phone call people. Me and my sister. Like, if we are calling each other, that's like a you drop everything and you answer it because something is wrong. Yeah. Um, This was not one of those kinds of things, I guess. The tote bag with all the movies on it was sitting in the kitchen. Or on the dining room table. Yes. And she and her dog were about 10 feet away in the living room on the couch. And the tote bag with all the movies in it flew off the table. DVDs went everywhere. This is like like when somebody goes and like angry slaps something off a table. That oh is what God. happened. Her what? dog loses its shit. And originally my sister thought that, I mean, this dog, she's a sweetheart, but she's kind of a dummy. And the bag that I had at the time was, um, it was kind of popular style for those days. The handle was like braided rope. Oh, yeah. And so she was like, fuck, my dumbass dog went over there, thought it was a toy, yanked it off the table. So she thought it was her dog at first. So she gets up to like scold the dog and pick up all the movies. And mm -hmm. her dog will not let her into the dining room. She's, like, barking at the dining room. She will not let my sister by. And this is, like, a chill dog. She barks at people that pass by. Yeah. But she's not aggressive. Yeah. So my, that's when my sister and me and my sister have always been on the same, like, level that, like, something is in that house. But, mm -hmm. it, but it was always kind of more of a watcher than, like, something that interacted with us. Okay. So. But now it's interacting. Yeah. So that's, she's texting me. She's like, you need to come home right now. And she kind of told me what happened. And I was on my way home. And I was like, I'm almost there. Just, you know, stay in the living room. Don't touch anything. We'll figure it out when I get home. So I drive up to the house. And something really important to know about my childhood is that. You do not leave lights on. 
if you're leaving a room for two minutes to go to the bathroom and come back to your bedroom, <laughs> you turn the light off. If you're not in a bed in a room, any room, if you're not even if you're in the room sometimes, <laughs> you do not have the lights on. That's a little excessive. That's how we grew up. Okay. So when I drive up to the house, I saw that the back bedroom light was on. The one that you can see from the front of the house. Yeah. Um, another thing to remember, my dad is very private and you don't open the drapes. Oh, God. So, uh, especially at night, because, you know, when you're inside a room with the lights on, you can't yeah. see out, but people can see in. Yeah. My dad was very nervous about people being able to see into our house because it was a corner house, oh, which yeah. meant that like everybody could see and into our house. Corner house is prone to get broken into. Uh, because of access points yeah yeah okay that makes sense so um it was just a home security thing that my yeah. dad was kind of all about um i drive up to the house oh, and no. i can see that the back bedroom <laughs> the light is on and the drapes are up i'm done i would yeet myself out of that house and never turn back well so i was like that's that's weird i told her to stay in the living room because it's the most open part of the house but in my head, logically, I was like, okay, her bedroom is the farthest place you can get from the dining room. <laughs> yes. I was like, maybe she's so freaked out that she was just back there. Because, again, we didn't know this until later. But she and I had similar experiences with the spirit in our house kind of watching us hanging out being there. But, like, it had never interacted with us this way. Yeah. So she was kind of freaked out. Yeah. So I'm walking up to the house and I open the dining room door, the front door to get into the house. And she's sitting on the couch. Oh, there is no, no way she could have gotten from the bedroom to the couch in the time it took for me to get out of my car and go up the driveway. No way. So I'm I'm kind of like in there. I'm a little annoyed because I was like, dude, your drapes are open and your lights on. And she's like, I haven't been in my bedroom all day. Stop. No. So I'm like, God damn it. So both of us go back there together. <laughs> to give you an idea, this this hallway. No, no. Is it like a it, creepy hallway? It is. No. It, it's long. And it, it, like if you go from the living room straight down the hallway, you go straight into my parents' room. Yeah. And then the, the other bedrooms in the bathroom kind of branch off this. I don't like that. We go back to her room. So if you're thinking again about like a high school track, how around the corners it kind of has that really short section. Yeah. That's there's a little bit. So you can see you can see the the master bedroom at the very end of the hall. You can uh -huh. see the bathroom to the right, another bedroom to the left, but you cannot see that back bedroom. Oh god. So we go back there, the lights are off, the drapes are down. Stop. And so she and I were like, "Well, we're sleeping in the living room tonight. Uh, sleeping in... You guys picked the living room? I would have freaking got a hotel. <laughs> I'm like, we're not sleeping here at all. <laughs> I was a broke college student at the time. I would have slept in my car. <laughs> so we we decided we were going to sleep in the living room and we left the lights on all night. The next day... Oh, God. I had the day off and I just wanted to sleep in. Because working as I was a seafood manager at the time, you have to get in there by six to get your case all set up. Because I don't mm -hmm. know, most people don't know this grocery store set up and take down that meat case every day. 
So to make sure that meat case is all big and bright and beautiful by the time you get in there at 8 a.m., I got to get in there at 6 a.m. to make it look all big and bright and beautiful. Okay. So I just wanted to sleep in. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laying there. I'm kind of dozing on the couch. My sister had gotten up and I could hear her getting ready for school because I remember she was a senior still yeah. at the time. And uh, in my house, we were not allowed to have cars until after we graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So I hear her and she's like, Crystal, I missed the bus. I need you to take me to school. And okay. I'm just laying there. I'm so grumpy. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did you miss your bus? Um, so I was like, fine, fine. And I kind of like, I was like, tell me when you're ready. I'll get up and I'll take you. And a second later, I hear really loudly in her voice. All of this is in her voice. She's like, Crystal. Um, And I like, I shot up. I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to take you to school. And she, nowhere in the house. I'm done. No, I, I can't. (laughs) So I text her and I'm like, where did you go? Did you get a ride to school? She's like, I was on the bus. Oh my. This is the part where you haven't, like, you haven't told me anything. (laughs) So I was like, what is this? And so I tell her what happened. She's like, I left on time this morning. And I was like, shit. So now this ghost is imitating our voices to each other. This ghost is a psychopath. (laughs) Well, the thing is, when they imitate either people either voices or images it's not a friendly spirit oh god so i'm starting to get a little freaked out at this point and i was like you know what sage the crap out of i'm gonna go to the mall i'm just gonna (laughs) leave the house i'm gonna go to the mall um you took the dog with you right um i don't remember if i did or didn't that day i don't think i did because she was kind of a shit (laughs) i like how that was my thing you took the dog with you right she can see it she's fine she's fine she'll dodge it (laughs) the next day was a weekend i had to work again so i go to work my sister is left her home alone well she's still kind of like i'm kind of freaked out at the time she had a car my dad had bought her a car but she did not have her full out license yet and she was like do you mind if i just like leave and i've always been like the hyper vigilant responsible one Mm mm-hmm and I was like, even at this point, so you know, yeah, Gabrielle knows, usually I would never let my sister leave the house, but I was like, don't get pulled over, drive safe, <laughs> see you later. So it's safer for you to not be in that house than to be so, in that house. So um, she was like, okay, I'll leave a little later. So she decided to like hang out around the house, kind of gauge how things were going. Um, so going back to the setup of this house, so going down that long hallway, the first door you run into is the bathroom Yeah. right next to the master bedroom at the end of the hall to the left was another bedroom that had been converted into a home office. So because my sister's dog was a little shit, the door was always shut because of my dad's computer and all the wires and stuff in there. Oh, yeah. So it was just safer to leave the door shut because there was no reason for us to go in there. We had our own laptops mm-hmm. and it was wireless Internet. OK. So my sister was probably watching videos or something, um, but the Internet went out and her computer stopped working. And that just happens every now and then we would have to go in, unplug the modem, plug it back in, reset it. Or so. Or this freaking spirit totally killed. She goes into the office. The door was shut. 
the modem was unplugged. Fucking get out of the house and never come back and burn it on your way out. Yeah. So she plugs in the modem. She starts texting me at this point. That's when she's like, I'm leaving the house. I'm taking a dog with me. We're going to go to a park. We're going to go to my friend's house. We're just not going to be here. She's walking. So I talked about going to the back of the house down this hallway. Oh, no. Going towards the living room. I don't know what design thing my parents thought they were doing. There was a huge mirror at the end of this hall against the wall. No, that that creeps me out already. Yes. I My sister is walking back towards the front of the house and she can see a man walking behind her. Stop. No. Jane, how are you still alive? (laughs) So she I mean her story gets worse. Um, so she's walking to the end of the hall. She sees a man behind her. I would be crying. At, so as she's, well, I'm like getting chills now. Oh, as she's God. walking down, it like, it kind of materialized behind her. And she saw it go into the office as she was coming out of the hall. And that was like her last fuck point. She's like, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I would be screaming. Yeah. So at that point, so much had happened in such a short period of time. I called my parents. And, like, specifically my mom. So, like, my parents had one cell phone between them. Yeah. um, Because, honestly, they just really didn't use a cell phone very much. So they just shared one. Yeah, that makes sense. So I called them, and my dad picks up the phone. And I was like, (laughs) I want to talk to mom. Give the phone to mom. And... You won't understand. (laughs) Honestly, because my mom is Korean. Koreans are pretty superstitious. They are very aware of Mm -hmm. spirits. So I was like, my mom will get it. Yeah, my dad won't give a shit. My mom will get it. <laughs> so I started talking to my mom about everything that's going on in the house. She kind of listens to me, and you know what she says? No, it's because you watch all those scary movies. Stop it! That is not why there's a ghost in the house. Actually, in her culture, watching scary movies and stuff like that invites them to your house. It says that you're open to it, you enjoy this, and you are welcoming them into your home. Okay. So that's what she was saying. She was like, well, you get what you get. Okay, but like, this is going to hurt us. I know. I was like, mother. You're supposed to come help. (laughs) But we're on our road trip. (laughs) So my sister and I kind of figured out that. um, You can't be in that house anymore? No, no. uh, It was. We kind of figured out that the fact that my parents were packing up and moving they were doing a lot of little renovations to the house it upset it so and also the fact that um my dad was in the process of moving down there so he was going to move down to the new house get it all ready and then my mom was going to follow so a lot of the time my parents were actually living separately during this time Mm -hmm. and me and my sister think that the fact that there was no male presence in the house opened up for this male spirit to be more prominent okay okay that's like really logic yeah so we're gonna go to my sister's part of this story yeah crystal over here giving ghost stories logic which i find really weird (laughs) um she and i do that a lot we are always trying because there are so many different types of spirits analyzing what's going on that's why um actually we already recorded the part with aaron before we recorded this part even though this part is coming before the story with Aaron I asked him a few questions about some of the circumstances to try and figure out what it might have been 
Okay. So yeah. that kind of explains why I was doing that. Yeah, I kind of figured that's why, because you're you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like... Because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow, okay. I never... You know, I don't know about anybody else, but you never hear people explain ghost stories, like, in a logical way. And how they you make do sense. on last podcast on the left. They do okay. all the time. Henry. Is Henry. Like, I love him. He's a dream come true. <laughs> so we we are always kind of trying to figure out what this thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. she wrote me an email with this next part of the story. So oh this is uh, Jane's and it says an extension of the man in our childhood house. So. A few months after that event, I had moved out and moved a couple cities away. I had gone back to the house to grab a few of my things and visit my mom, and I left when it was pretty dark out already. It was probably 8 or 9 p.m. About halfway between my new place and the old house, there's a pretty secluded road with trees on one side and farm-type properties on the other side. There's a dip in the road where the fog would settle really low over the ground. So you could see above the fog, but you couldn't see that little dip in the road. Okay. Um, Anyone who's familiar with like back roads in Washington, especially like King County and Pierce County, these little dips are really common. And actually, there are a lot of ghost hunting websites um, that refer to these little dips and the way the fog moves over them as times when spirits are the most active. Wow. I, I have actually seen um, one of my friends, uh, Dennis, wanted to go ghost hunting and he sent me some links for this place that was actually really close to where uh-huh. I used to live. Oh, God. Um, and it said something about the uh, the um, like the way the fog would go over the road. Maple Valley Highway, yeah. where it's got the river down on the bottom. Yeah. And like at night, it's it really spooky, foggy. Yeah. Apparently, there's a white woman who walks on the side of the road. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's in on every major website that talks about like most haunted places. Maple Valley Highway is listed as one of them. I'm just that's why gonna go there in three in the morning now. That's actually what we were doing. He came over to my house. We kind of um we were hanging out. Okay, just because an area has fog does not mean it's haunted right right but they're they're no it's like when the fog goes through is when you see the white woman walking oh okay okay and it's it's on like every major website for like one of the most haunted places in washington maybe, is maple valley highway maybe somebody like thought they saw one because of the fog just the way it formed right but that's what i said so someone thought they saw something and then now people go and they're like oh i saw it I okay saw it. that is called groupthink, and y'all are just wrong well, we never made it out there that night because I got tired and I took him home. But <laughs> I couldn't make it till 3 a.m. Why is that such a crystal sentence? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go because I was too tired and so I took him home. Yeah. It was like midnight or midnight 30 and I was just like, I can't make it till 3. You know what? I'll take you home. You know who might actually know for a fact if that actually is a thing or not? Huh. My little sister, Brie, because you know who was out at 3 a.m. like every night? hoodlums like brie hoodlums like brie (laughs) i'm asking her okay all right okay anyway so my sister's talking about one of these little foggy areas back to her story because that was a really long tangent (laughs) it was at about this point on my trip home i started to feel really weird god okay like like that feeling you get when someone walks into the room but you didn't hear them walk into the room 
you know they're there without having to look you just you feel them i hate that so that feeling coupled with the creepy stretch of road that she was on uh, prompted i'm i keep going into other person i'm gonna read her email that feeling coupled with the creepy stretch of road prompted me to call a friend of mine to keep me company while i drove smart girl I, job. I turned off my radio, turned off my radio, called her and began to just talk about what we did that day. Suddenly, she asked me if I could turn my radio off as it was getting hard to understand me over the noise. What? I told her my radio is off. She said, quit playing for real. I can hear it. I said, seriously, my radio is not on. She then asked if anyone was in the car with me. And I said no. At this point, she told me she would not hang up until I was home because she was concerned. Also, good friend. Oh my god, I am squeezing this like doctor so hard. <laughs> I asked her if she could make out words. Could she understand what the alleged people were saying? She said no. At this point, they were trying to figure out what the voice was saying. At this point, the voice she was hearing had lowered to a whisper and she couldn't make out the words lowered to a whisper because he it realized that they could hear him exactly oh my god i looked in my rearview mirror and i saw the man's silhouette sitting directly in my back seat how no i slammed on my gas pedal out of shock and i went over a small bump in the road and the man disappeared god i'm gonna start crying <laughs> so that was the extension that jane sent i actually have a little bit more to this story oh my god so this There's man more. well so remember she was leaving my parents house yeah we're pretty sure it uh that that was like at the very end of when my parents were living they were literally like uh-huh taking the last of their stuff out of that house and i oh think the spirit followed jane home no so what happened with jane had all this creepy stuff happening to her one day she actually went home she parked her car in the driveway of where she was living okay and she goes upstairs and her roommate at the time looks down and was like who's that guy in your car no and they were like is that your boyfriend why isn't he coming inside my sister was like there's no one in my car and the roommate looked like looked down. She's like, "No, I can see a guy sitting in your passenger seat. Who is that?" It my, like attached itself to her, her car, basically. So my sister goes. She looks down, and it's gone. Oh my god! So I went down to visit my friend in Houston around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you left her alone with that ghost. We weren't living together. Um, I had gone to visit this friend of mine, and in Galveston. There's this cute little shop called The Witchery. Oh. And if anyone lives down there, go to The Witchery. It is so cute. I love it. It is a full, like, witch shop. There's a <gasps> crystal section. There's a section. Go. We really should. You would love it. I you would love, love it. this place. There's a whole book section. Yes. There's, uh, like, Reiki. Um, there's a Reiki section. There's a tarot reader. Yes. So I was, this is my first time ever being there. My Mm -hmm. friend took me and we spent like two hours in this shop. Oh my God. They had these cute little bottles with different spells in them. One of them was a protection spell. (laughs) So your sister needs that. Well, so the place she was living at that time, 
uh, she was experiencing this little ghost boy that was haunting her in that place too. And this, it, it was a little boy, probably eight or nine years old. Yeah. And this boy was angry. Like, so angry, my sister would not even go in one room of her house because this little boy lived in there, and he was fucking angry. Is she just, like, very prone? She is. Okay. So, I knew she was having issues with the man in her car and this little boy in her room. So, I saw this protection spell. It was very easy. Definitely witchy, because you had to put, like, your an eyelash and, like, fingernail clippings of yours in there to, mm-hmm. like, make it effective. And that's why I bought it. Because sounds- I was, like amazing yeah so i gave it to her everything got worse when she did this protection spell what everything got worse which is like you guys you know um man what is that there's a meme that's um dopamine it's like uh store-bought dopamine is fine if you can't make your own for like (laughs) no Oh, you've never seen that it's a depression medication joke that's like oh um store-bought is okay if you can't make your own that makes so much sense it's so accurate you know um pre-made bottle spells store-bought's okay if you can't make your own but you might want to make your own if it's this bad yeah um things got real bad Uh, and i um i remember at one point she actually told me this is like a span of time that was like the worst time in her life and um so i when I brought her the protection spell when I came back to the state, mm-hmm. she and I talk pretty much daily, but we don't see each other all that often, even though we live literally like 20 minutes away from each other. Yeah. I brought her the protection spell. I had also gotten her an evil eye and I forgot to bring her the evil eye. Oh. So when she had the protection spell go up, like she, when she had um, actually done it, things got so much worse. When I gave her the evil eye, everything stopped. That's so weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think about how that would, I mean, evil eye is supposed to warn off, like, bad things coming to you. So, mm-hmm. I, okay. So, she put the evil eye in her car. The evil, like, oh, okay. everything stopped. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody hexed her? I don't know. No, even that, or these two spirits together were just bullying too her. much. Um, <laughs> another, you know, at some point. Next time I can get her in here to record, she has this crazy story about a premonition dream she had. (gasps) And it is, like, ridiculous. That was our uh, crazy childhood. And that was just one instance. That was just one One. story that spanned over the course of, like, many interactions. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That's just so creepy. Yeah. You've told me the car part, but that's, I, I didn't, you've never told me around. Every, everything that happened when yeah. we first felt this dude. First and then like after, because all you only told me the story, like the little baby story about it being in the car with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was in the car with her because it was at our parents' house. Oh, that's so We're both really, really like almost 100% certain the fact that so much change was happening to the house and that we were moving was what kind of woke it up yeah and it's all like I like tormenting you so I'll just stay with you it never (laughs) tormented us though it was always like little stuff I got chills yeah (laughs) but okay yeah hi Aaron hello 
Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners outside of the promo we were running for you? Hi, my name is Aaron. I am the lead host and creator behind Files Obscura. Similar to you guys over here on Alternative Interests, we like to uh, talk about all different kinds of crime stories. Um, for us, we also like to dip into a lot of unexplained events or stories that uh, kind of just fell through the cracks in history. Sometimes we talk about Cold War stuff. Sometimes we talk about civil injustice. So it's always a new story, uh, something I try to pick that I feel most people wouldn't have heard of before. And that's kind of the main goal behind most of the stories that we pick. So hopefully we always have something new, and we have been going under hiatus. We'll be back November 3rd, um, but uh, we really want to increase our production to make our show flow a little bit better for everyone. Uh, but essentially, that's it. Short, sweet, and a nice little package. <laughs> Sounds good. So um, you said that you had um, a whole novel's worth of spooky encounters and stories. I don't think we have enough time to go through a novel's worth, but can you choose like... <laughs> one or two of like your most creeptastic ones and just kind of tell us about that i have two very prominent ones um i would love to hear both yeah so uh i mean biggest thing is the one that sticks out to me the most the one i always go back to goes back to the time whenever i was 14 years old um due to some family matters i was temporarily living with my mother at the time because you know my parents are divorced happened a long time ago so it's not a big deal um i had just recently moved in with her and we were going into her new home and everything we we're getting situated this was because um, i don't live there anymore so i don't care this was in victoria texas um what part of shit. texas is that it's a shithole that's, that's <laughs> it really is uh think farmers and wannabe gangsters and that's about 70 percent of the population yeah, so essentially the uh, the town that we're located in. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it well, I can't say it's a shithole now. It is getting a little bit better, but for the most part, it's, it's still kind of terrible. All right, so uh, continue on. I just wanted to give a geographic um, reference for everyone listening. Yeah, you're good. Um, but yeah, no, so we had just moved into this new home, right? You know, whole backyard, fenced off area, the whole nine yards. It's like what you would imagine as an ideal home in the South. Um, so we're moving, you know, keep in mind, I don't really care about anybody. I just moved in with my mom. I'm still going through emotional problems. I don't want to do it with my family. I could care less for my stepdad. I don't care about all these people. I've never met him. So I go to my own room. All right. Now, this is back whenever, you know, the furthest technology got was like the iPod Nano Generation 2. I had the Generation 1, so I still wasn't even with, you know, current technology. I'm still not today, but either way. So I got this little iPod Nano that was uh, kind of handed down for my stepsister. Had a bunch of music on it, you know, super heavy punk emo crap that I was listening to at the time. And I put it in put my earphones, my, my uh, earbuds in and crank the volume as loud as I could. And I remember just laying there for a good 10, 15 minutes. Then I switched to some Linkin Park song. And then I hear of my name. classic. Yeah, then I hear Aaron. And I'm like, what? So I take one of the earbuds out. I'm like, hello? It must have just been me. So I put it back in my ear. Then I'm hearing it again. Aaron, Aaron, come here. Aaron. And I'm like, oh, that must be mom. 
So I take my earbuds out and I go out, you know, in the living room with the 14 other people. And I'm just sitting there like, hey, you know, I'm here. What did you need? And she just turns around, looks at me and is like, what are you talking about? I thought you were asleep. I'm like, uh, then maybe it was, you know, Jason, my stepdad at the time. So I asked him and he was like, no, I didn't ask you anything. We're just chilling here having a drink. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I asked a couple more people that I did know, see if they had called me no one. So I'm thinking, okay, this is just in my head. So then I go back to my room, you know, put my headphones back in and I start hearing it again. That's whenever I, I'm thinking, okay, is there something like under the track? Is there something layered in the track? So I had, um, I had a cheap cell phone at the time and I asked my friend, uh, this is back whenever like the razors were like the big phone of the time. So I opened my razor phone and I remember asking my friend Eli, uh, if, he could play me the song or at least read the lyrics, see if there's anything about underlying tones. I even checked different songs, nothing. Like when he played the music, we don't hear it. So I'm thinking, okay, I've crossed every logical possibility off. What is going on? So that's whenever I had like stopped listening to music for a good minute or so and like was just waiting it out to see if I could hear it again. And I didn't. But those are the moments that like, I still think to myself, okay, was it the music, was it not? Am I just being paranoid? Come three days later, right? I, it's out of my mind. I've forgotten about it. It's a distant memory. I get back home and I have, you know, I take a nap after school and I have the most visceral nightmare of like some red dude in my dream just screaming Aaron as like the most horrific imagery was coming to mind it shook me awake i was in a cold sweat and everything and like there was nothing about that house mind you that was going on i even tried looking i asked my parents nothing you know and it's just i i chalked it up for the longest time as just something being you know that i manifested in my head for some reason but uh as the years went on and i experienced other things i stopped believing in that possibility but that was like the first big moment in my life that I really remember and I always go back to. That sounds so much like um, I'm picturing the movie Insidious with with like that black and red dude just like oh, tormenting the, red the family. Yeah, I'm, I, I, yes. uh, I've seen the first two. I am familiar with what you're talking about. Um, not so much... Um, God, it's, it's hard to explain it. It's just because he didn't look like a weird twisted demon. He literally looked like a dude who was just red. That was it. Maybe he's just really angry. I don't know, possibly. But uh, I will say that is not the last time I saw this red figure in my life. Did he like follow you for a while? I didn't see him again until I was 22 when I had started dating my ex, Shania. That's really interesting. Are there any common themes between when you saw it at 14 and when you saw it at 22? No, actually, they couldn't have been, they could not have been more different events. Interesting. But uh, that's actually, because that second event happened more with my ex rather than me. It's not something that stuck with me prominently, um, but just the person and character that she described, that went back to an old memory. And it's something I, I've never talked about, actually. I, I've always just kind of kept that detail to myself. Interesting. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it was uh, scary to scary to think about. 
Okay. Uh, what is your other really prominent story? Ooh, okay. So, whether you're left, right, or center, doesn't matter. I'm going to say this. My first job was working at a gun range. This event happened in said gun range. Oh, that's that freaking is... creepy. It's oh, not yeah. the place you want an event like this to happen. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> just because I've, I've talked about how like my first job was at a gun range whenever I was 15, turning 16, and a lot of people were like, what's wrong with your parents? How could they ever let you work at a gun range? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's probably the smartest thing they did. But also, if you're growing up in Texas, that's that's normal. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, common. but you'll be surprised. Houston and Austin are like the most liberal cities, and I live in Houston. So it's a little bit different culture. But for the right. most part, yeah, you know. Uh, but I have a lot of international friends and, and friends from up north and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. They yeah. think it's so strange. I, I get their opinions a lot. This particular incident that happened, I was actually working with my stepbrother James at the time. So I went in and, uh, you know, do what we normally do, collect bullet casings whenever we're on our off period, go in the, okay, so this is going to be hard to explain. I got to, I got to try to explain the layout. Okay. So you go into the front, you have the, the lobby where, you know, you talk to the person who's going to rent you out the gun, who rent you out the lane, X, Y, Z. Then, you know, in front of the front doors, you can go straight. That's the... Uh, that's the pistol range, and to the right of it is the rifle range. Well, if you go to the left of the pistol range, there is a very long, skinny hallway that goes far, far past the pistol range and everything, behind, like, three layers of, of cinder block walls and everything. So, not that's worried about any bullets so coming through. You know, because most of what we fired was low velocity, actually. So, I'm not worried. Anyways, we're in the back because this is where we keep all the targets and, uh, you know, other stuff. Clay Pigeons, the boss, uh, he put some of his personal stuff in there. Side note, that's when we found, like, two massive totes full of old Playboys. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Like, these were Playboys dating back to, like, 64. They're, like, vintage. You could sell those on eBay for some good money. Yeah, but, again, I was uh, 16, so that's not what I was thinking of at the time. Oh, I'm sure not. <laughs> Anyways, on this particular day, I was sent back there to go rearrange, you know, the storage to tidy up a bit, sweep up, you know, because nobody had been back there in a long time to do so. So I was there. I was organizing all the different targets and stuff and uh, was sitting down, taking a break, drinking some water. And then that's whenever I hear some knocking going on. And I'm, but it was like right behind my head, right where a shelf is. Now I'm thinking, what? So I turn around real quickly and I start hearing some footsteps going on. Now I'm oh. thinking, okay, this is my brother James messing with me. So I get up, go to the door where the really, really long hallway is. It takes me half a second to get to this door, but even running at full speed, it takes you like three seconds to get down this hallway. When I get to this doorway, there's nobody in the hallway. There's no one around me. I would have definitely seen whether it was my brother or anybody if they were in that hallway. And without seeing a single person, I'm sitting there freaking out like, okay, maybe I misjudged things. Maybe I'm not, uh, you know, processing the situation or time correctly. So I go try to find my brother. Apparently my brother has been stuck in the bathroom for like two minutes. So it couldn't have been him. I start looking for everybody else, the boss, you know, the four other people that were working there that day. 
they were all busy doing their own thing and they, uh, you know, they're all asking me, Hey, did you get, you know, your job done back there and everything? I'm just sitting there like, who's messing with me? Who is messing with me? I even try to see like, Hey, check the cameras. Is there a customer that went there thinking, uh, like this is the way to the rifle range or something? Cause that had happened on one occasion. Um, so I'm sitting here just like trying to rationalize everything. We checked back the cameras, we checked everything. Nobody but me went back there. Interesting. Did you ever experience anything else at the gun range or was it just that At the gun day? range? No, that was the only thing I ever experienced at the gun range. Never in that back room or anything? Never. Never even in the garage where we actually did the bullet sorting. Never at any other night whenever it was just me doing the last of the cleaning. Nothing. Just How was this early on when you started working there? It or? was about in the middle of my time working here. Okay, interesting. I was thinking maybe if it was close to the beginning, it could have been some kind of guardian. Um, but since you'd been there for a while, that doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. And uh, also, keep in mind, uh, the the gun range I worked at was right behind a church, if that uh, means anything to anybody. It's not an old church, keep in mind, but it was right behind a church. Huh. I mean, interesting. Yeah. You know, I, and like I said, I've had all kinds of other experiences in my life and, and, and stuff going on. So, you know, but those were definitely the two that stuck out to me for sure. You know, I've definitely had moments where like I felt something and that was it. Or like uh, I felt like maybe I was having some premonitions about the future that seemed to more or less come true and stuff. And I'm just... There's a variety of these small instances, but those were the two big ones that stuck out to me. Interesting. Have you ever tried to like develop any kind of um, talents or skills in oh, that arena? Oh, yeah. Or? No, I've spent years looking at, looking this up, researching, talking to a bunch of people. At the end of the day, I just uh, determined, you know, this isn't for me uh, for a variety of reasons. And so, okay. But, like, the interest in, like, the spirit, the supernatural and spirituality – never left which is why i still look into it today thank you for sharing those those are both really course, interesting if any of our listeners want to hear more of aaron's stories some of his research some of his uh interesting stories he tells his podcast is files obscura and i know you can listen on spotify because that's where i've listened are you on any other platforms? Oh, we're on quite a few platforms. We're on Stitcher. We're on Pocket Apps. We are even on Google Podcasts. We were on Apple Podcasts for a time, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out why we are no longer on there. So until I get that figured out, we are not there. But we even upload to YouTube now. Um, so by the time our next episode comes out, we should be caught up to the latest episodes. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and talking with us. Absolutely. You guys have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Everybody. I hope you enjoyed our spooky stories. Spookies. I wish I had some. I do, but I just feel like they're not long enough or not spooky, actually. Or it's just like one little instance and it's just like, oh, this happened yesterday. I was going to say, actually, with the house that we live in now, apparently there was a lot of spooky going on before I moved in and then a little bit after. And then I was just like, nah, I'm yeeting whatever is <laughs> whatever's going on. It's leaving. Yeah. So. 
um sent I really enjoy stories like this so yes I love the ghost stories I like the spooky ones yeah I would love to do more episodes like this in the future if anybody has ideas on like like I read an email from Jane in this episode or we also did a remote recording with Aaron Mm -hmm. um I'm open to having listeners come and record with us remotely and like playing them telling their own firsthand accounts because I love firsthand accounts. I think they're so same. Cool. Email us. Yeah. Email us at alternative interest podcast at gmail.com uh, either with a full story or I mean, if you want to record it with us, let us know. But we got to mm-hmm. read your story so that we can yeah allocate our time properly because we're busy. Yeah. Life's. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I completely forgot this at the beginning of the episode, but we uh passed 2000 downloads. Whoop whoop, which is really exciting. 2000. Yeah. Whoop whoop. We haven't been doing this for that long. No, actually, I think we're at like 6 months right now, which Are is we? crazy. Wow, 6 months. I was not mentally prepared for that. Right. <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like that. No. Wow. The year went by really fast. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. But also, like, I feel like just time is going really fast lately. It is. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you next time. In the meantime, be a decent human. Yes, please be. <laughs> uh, this is coming out on October 28th. If you happen to have trick or treaters, please be good to them. Yeah, be they're nice. doing their best. Let kids at least enjoy one day out of this whole year. Yeah, I mean, this might be their only social contact for a while. Yeah, and if it spreads COVID, just let it happen. No, <laughs> take precautions. Okay, take precautions, but like you know, people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is gonna spread COVID." I mean, there's the potential. But yeah. Just potentially, just just let them go have fun. That's what I think. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. <laughs> Don't cough on people. Keep your mouth to yourself. Wear your fucking masks. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's really not. <laughs> so, uh... My stomach is grumbling, and I need to go to the gym, so... Oh, okay, well, we, uh... Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get a... Good, good goodbye today. Bye.